episode of the Hooligans Pitch. As always, it's your boys, Michael and Chad, coming at you. But guess what? We're both in the 31 Club now. Chad, happy birthday to you. Oh, welcome, thank welcome. you, thank you, thank you. How are your knees? How's your back? Anything hurting? Good so far, you know. Um, okay, okay. No new aches or pains yet. Not, Just, even, uh, after, uh, not even after this weekend? Like... This weekend ended on a high, and also it was just such a conflict of emotions because I was like <laughs> celebrating my birthday all weekend, and like the football world was really weird they, and bad. They cracked down on us hard. <laughs> I remember it was just like last week. I think both of our teams were winning, and like things were looking bright, and then yeah. uh, everything kind of took a wild turn. Um, <laughs> that's week eleven, though. That's what happened. Yeah, you know, you know, people are starting to get comfortable, and uh, you know, the script writer said no. No, buckle up. No, you will not get comfortable. Um, on this fine Monday evening, I am doing a, a dinner wine, the occasional <gasps> Merlot. Are you doing wine too? Are we wine buddies? Wine as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll sip it. Yeah, oh. I uh, like. I drank a lot this weekend. I was almost not going to do anything yeah. for this, but then I was like, you know what? I could do one more day. There you go. Just one more. I might even do a little pod beer if like things are getting hot and heavy, which yeah. I just watched Survivor, so I was sweating. Oh. And uh <laughs> and here we are. So emotions were high then. Yeah, emotions yeah, yeah. might be high now because it's starting to kind of creep in. I can feel the the angst rushing through my veins. Uh let's jump into it. Um mm-hmm. we'll start with Liverpool because I think 99.9% of the footballing world thought, hey, easy win, bottom of the table team. Uh, yep. We thought the trap game was last weekend's for us. <laughs> no, uh, uh. How about the late <laughs> game on Sunday to trick y'all? Um, yeah. Okay. Here's my take. Lack of urgency was from minute one till when did they score? The 75th minute? Um, I think it was later than that. I want to say like oh, 80 God. or something. Um, sorry, I didn't have it ready. It's okay. It's it's one of those things that uh, yeah, 80th minute, yeah. 80th minute goal for 79 minutes of that game. Liverpool was just in not even cruise control; they were in neutral. Mm. A lot of a lot of chances, a lot of a lot of chances, lackadaisical <laughs> finishing, a lot of uh-huh. um. It just didn't seem like they cared or that game was super important for them. I, I was kind of thinking, like, if you if that game was in Anfield, I probably would have smoked them, first off. Mm-hmm. If that game was against Man City, probably would have smoked them. Not because of the way that they played, just because of the hype of the game. Um, they just rolled into that thinking they were going to stomp on them. And credit to Luton, dude. They played their ass off that game. They played so good. They, they, they didn't make any mistakes. Um... You know, they have a fan, uh, a stadium of 11,000 people, which is just yeah. crazy too, crazy small and, and super, um, you know, authentic fans that are there and, and a pretty, uh, you know, intimate relationship they have with their players. And, and honestly, Liverpool should have lost that game. That's kind of like the way it should have gone. I mean, you know, it, I watched like the last 30 ish minutes live, um, Cause honestly, I was I was gonna wake up for it, and then I was like, it'll probably be a blowout. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna watch it. And then I woke up, and I think you had sent like a message or something of like, just you're just stressed. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Just finish them. 
Yeah, and then so then I turned it on, and it was like, yeah, it it, it was like Liverpool. Um, I guess like kind of dominance, but um, just not doing the right things or enough with the ball to to get it past Luton. I mean, obviously Luton's gonna try and sit back and defend, and you know you have to break them down, but. Um, so much of the the shots that I saw just in the last like 30 minutes was you know from outside the box or some like hopeful cross in um, you know yeah I don't know it, it and I mean just looking at the numbers like Nunez got nine shots only three on target like and I think the three on target were early and he looked good early I was like okay like what yeah. that's why I was like one of these are gonna find yeah, it yeah, yeah. like they're gonna find it um, and it just never happened mm-hmm. I, I don't know who to blame necessarily on Liverpool for this game. I don't think it falls on one person. It's kind of like a, this is a team this is yeah. a team loss and it, it's still crazy to me that we drew this game. It doesn't feel like a draw. Like it was easily yeah. um, you know the draw that feels like a loss and if we would have won this game we'd be atop the table right now. So it's like these crucial matches man. They, they feel yeah. like, these are the ones you gotta win and we're I so feel like lucky. This is, that, this is that, that classic like just like not um, fully like respecting the the yeah. other team or or just thinking like you know oh we're we're levels better than them anyway so yeah we're going to crush them and just like not like maybe physically being prepared throughout the week but then just like mentally not not really being prepared for it um, yeah so maybe it's on Klopp then maybe it's on Klopp for not realizing that this was like you know this is an urgent game and we just came off beating Forest so mm-hmm. you know that wasn't like the biggest of challenges and that was a pretty easy yeah. win um I don't know. This is the one that they should have put away early. This should have been a resting game for most of our players. Yeah. And and here we are uh, dropping points against, you know, Tottenham, Tottenham drop points. And this could have been a crucial time to catch them, but yeah, it is what it is. We can't go back now. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, definitely probably should have won this, but to, to escape with a draw at least is, you know, some, um, uh, something to take from this i guess but um yeah shout out lucho man coming in Um, uh, he's probably jet lagged emotionally drained and scored a crazy goal got some serious hops on that goal yeah Um, that was a nice one i I do want to say this game reminded me a lot of uh this is a standout the leeds game from last year where Mm. we were kind of just doing the same like ah like we're fine we're gonna beat them then leeds scored at like the 90th minute i remember it was somerville i remember that goal so vividly (laughs) And, and it was like, oh shit, we just lost to Leeds. Like this is, this feels the same to me. feels the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the losses to these like bottom four teams this year, as it stands right now, maybe feel a little bit worse only because they've all been just so bad. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just one of those underestimating the competition sort of thing. And yep. You know, as much as Luton hasn't been great, they're definitely, like, growing into this season. Um, and, you know, they still are up here in the Premier League. Whether they're really going to compete to stay, I don't know. But, you know, you have to be a certain level of, of good to make it this far. And, uh, you know, I think they kind of showed that, like, they are going to keep fighting because they have to. Like, Liverpool right now doesn't have the worry of, of relegation. Mm-hmm. Um so you know it's it's probably easier to kind of just like 
not mentally be in these games when when you think you're gonna steamroll them from the start. I mean, they only lost. Luton only lost to Tottenham one nil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they gave uh, they beat Everton, which again Everton's kind of creeping up now. They're kind of yeah. figuring some things out. They drew Wolves early on. Um, so I don't know. I'm not saying they're total shit, but they're not no, good. Yeah. This, again, this should have been an easy victory, and here we are. Um, I, <laughs> you, you learn from it. You move on, and, and uh, we take on Brentford next, which Brentford showing up this week. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm kind of – hopefully we figure some things out before uh, – Yeah, I mean, hopefully that was a little bit of the wake-up call, you know. I think so. Um, I think so. Sometimes I, f- I feel like teams just need that. Like they, not that Liverpool has been comfortable this season, but um, you know it's it's easy to kind of get ahead of yourself and mm-hmm. and have to be brought back down to the like game by game mentality. Yep, I agree. All right, should we talk about the fun stuff with Arsenal? Because uh, this is a lot of. A lot yeah, of we might as well get into it. Who knows how long it's going to take? So. <laughs> um, I watched the whole game. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you did too, because. Yep. Where do you want to start? Um. Honestly, I think I'm just gonna start this with um. Like I don't. I'm gonna say I don't think Arsenal deserved to win this game by any means. Um. Defensively, I think Arsenal played really well. Yep. Saliba was Organized. so chill on the ball. Uh, you know, Rice was everywhere he needed to be and, and even making the, you know, advanced runs when, when he needed to. Um, but creativity and attacking wise was just like, so lackluster and just like stale. Um, I mean, Odegaard was, was out. Um, from what I understand it was maybe a, a late decision to, to not right. have him in the squad. So, um, you know, maybe they were planning all week with him and then, you know, they, you don't get him and, he is, you know, the kind of the main creator in the team. Um, so that's definitely a big miss. But, like, there's still enough talent up front there that you should have been able to get something together. And, like, I know I know Newcastle's home record is good. I don't think they've allowed a Premier League goal since, like, August or something like that at home. Wow. So, you know, it was always going to be a tough task. But, um, I like, Arsenal, I think, still played pretty well. I think a draw would have been the more fair result here. Um, I mean, Arsenal, like, shut down Newcastle's plan, right? Like, Newcastle's always so, like, go, go, go. Lots of running, lots of quick breaks and stuff. And you didn't really see that all game. Like, Arsenal shut that down. Um, so, I don't... I, I'm not saying... I don't think Arsenal played bad for... And, and that's why they lost. I think you lost because of some questionable calls or, or no calls I guess is, is maybe the better <laughs> the better way to say it um, I think I think we probably just start with Bruno because <laughs> that's that's maybe more the egregious uh, issue rather than the, rather than the goal <laughs> Bruno G it felt like he wanted to get kicked out of that game Especially after yeah. the, the elbow to uh, Jorginho. The, the push in the bow. I was like, this guy's clearly like yeah. not wanting to be here or something else is really frustrating. It was unbelievable um, kind of what he was doing. I think it all sparked with the Havertz tackle. I think that was kind of the thing that got the ball mm. moving. The, the Which was hilarious, was by the way. That tackle comes in. It's 
a silly tackle for Havertz to make. You know, split second later or earlier, it's, pretty late. it's probably a red. Yeah. He, he landed at exactly the perfect time. And because of that, four Newcastle <laughs> players get a yellow off of that. Like, you uh, just, you completely played into ha- Havertz's hand there. <laughs> it was three. Three players got yellows. No, it was, three it was them, Gordon, yeah. Longstaff, and Shar. And four, four yellows in total. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought the Anthony Gordon yellow there was really weak. I didn't really know why he got one. He must have said something. I, that I think the ref was probably just getting fed up with, you know, the complaining yeah. and arguing and just he happened to come up and say one more thing and then all right you get a card too yeah no it, well it definitely worked out in, in arsenal's favor but that definitely kicked off uh um, yeah the the mma event that we pretty much saw uh bruno g with the great elbows at the back which was so like jesus what are we looking at here what are we doing well that's my thing is like <laughs> this is your like like spot like nailed on let's take it to var Easy check, boom, red card, he's out the game, VAR is looking good, we're doing the job we're supposed to do, right? Like, And to my knowledge, they checked it and didn't see an issue with it, which is questionable. <laughs> the whole, it was all an issue. Everything he, every, the, the mm, yes. it, it, I'm speechless, Chad, I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know in what other sport you could do that. And get yeah. away with it. Honestly. I'm being well, serious. Every sport, it, I think, would look at that and say, you're gone. No, yeah. Because like, if if Jorginho still had the ball at that moment, you could maybe argue, argue your way through it to be like, oh, I he's fighting for the ball. It's still a stretch. But, like, Jorginho had passed the ball already. And Bruno comes in, and you see that one angle where he's, like, running and then lifts the, the, the elbow. Like, it was 100% calculated and... <laughs> I, I I don't know what VAR saw to not have any issue with that. <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean... What, like, come on. That is so blatantly clear. You could show that video yeah. to people who don't even know what this sport is. Mm-hmm. Be like, do you think this is violent? And I think the answer across the board would be, oh, yeah, that looks violent. Like, it's yeah. not part of the sport. There's nothing... There was... There was nothing around him to make him off balance, to make him. Uh, Jorginho never fought back. It just didn't make. It, no, made yeah. no, it made no sense why he even did it. Uh, no, yeah. He, he put his team in a terrible situation if he would have mm-hmm. got red. And then minutes later, I think it was actually in the second half, he did the full push in the back. Of it's not even a push, it's like a, a body check. <laughs> it's a very strong shove. Very yeah. like very per- like if, and that didn't get him a yellow. He didn't get his yellow until the 88th minute, which yeah. You know if I was if I was uh, Eddie Howe, and I saw my player doing that right before half the elbow, I probably would have taken him out. I, I, yeah, I I'm surprised he didn't come out. Um, I think I think I probably would have understood him be- coming back on a half, but I think like once he's already. You know, back on Jorginho and and looking hot still. Like, I don't know that you take that risk. <laughs> well, you know, Bruno probably said you take me out. I'm up. Maybe, yeah. You know, put the threat out on anyone. Don't test me, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what got into Bruno. Like, I I've seen a few Newcastle fans say that um, sometimes in like bigger games he can just get like super heated and like super emotional about it. Um, That's cool. You can do that. Just don't be violent. 
Yeah, yeah, which I, I think is good if you can, you know, channel that correctly, but when it's <laughs> you're just you just like singled out Jorginho and like <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> This poor guy's just trying to play the game. What the hell is happening to me? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how he got out of that with just a yellow. Um, it just makes every red card that's happened in this league so far this year just like, what about this guy? Like, why, yeah. why, why did I get a red, but this guy got nothing? Not even, not even. Yeah, he got nothing. And I, and I mean, that's that's kind of like, I think that's my biggest issue with VAR in, in this game. Like, the goal sucks to to give up and and you know is um you know just decided the winner but had you properly removed bruno from the game i'm not saying arsenal won newcastle very well still still could have won this but you know it's a different game from from a whole second half right like that that's a big miss and you know arteta kind of talks about that in his post-match rants but <laughs> which uh you know i think we'll probably get into but um yeah i don't know i i, I there's the conspiracy part of me mm -hmm. that thinks that uh newcastle and bruno's plan was for him to get a yellow at some point because that puts him on five yellows he's now suspended for bournemouth which by all accounts should be a you know straightforward game for them um Whereas ahead of that, sorry, I should have had this pulled up. But uh, ahead of that, they have um, Chelsea, United, Everton, Tottenham, like games where like you want Bruno in there, and he yep. potentially will get a yellow card in those games. So you think he was saying at one point, I still don't have a yellow. <laughs> Dude, what do I, I, think do? He st I think he started too strong. I gotta choke someone. Like, what's he, what's he gotta do? <laughs> He elbows him like, in the he, head. He falls and shoves someone. It's still, he's like, sir, please, just give me the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that's that, that's the like tinfoil hat side of me. But like, makes sense. I he was just he he was just everywhere trying to like get in everyone's business. So it's, it feels like it feels like if you're the manager, you see that you take him off because you don't want to risk mm, the red. But he was like, come on, get the yellow. But yeah, if you know, you get the yellow and your reset come these these more challenging games like yep i don't know i, don't I can know. buy that i i, <laughs> I can totally see that, that that being the truth i just think it went a little too far obviously yeah for um sure. but again maybe eddie was like you need to get this yellow he's like i don't know what else i'm like what do you want me to do it's very look i elbowed the guy <laughs> i ran him over <laughs> you just gotta take off your shirt that yeah see that's what you should have done. Get it done just just get it done Quick and easy. Um, let's let's talk about the goal. Let's talk about mm -hmm. Arteta's uh, little. I don't, don't want to call it. A, it wasn't a monologue, but it, it was a, a Q and A that we didn't get a lot of A, in my opinion. Um, the yeah. goal was had three parts to it, three controversial parts, and uh -huh. we'll break it down. Part one: the ball going out of bounds, which again we'll never know without that kind of eagle eye view, but. A lot of fans see that green, they go, that ball is out. And it's like, no, no, hold on. Time out. Pause. Yeah. Gotta, you got to see different angles, the optical illusion yeah. of We've, we've of seen green. that before. Yeah. We have. Um, gosh, we saw it over the, I want to say in the World Cup. Uh, it might have been Japan. Mm. Japan and Spain, I think, have this. I think so, yeah. Um, same thing. 
the ball has a sliver of it over yeah. the line and it's in. Um, just because there's green uh, from your angle doesn't mean it's it's uh, not in bounds. So I do think from that angle they showed us that that ball was in bounds. I do. There's not concrete yeah. evidence of that though, which is a problem. Why don't why yeah. don't we have a good angle of that? That's kind of crazy. Well, man. that yeah, that's kind of my issue with with this part of the the calls that you know you have this goal line tech, so cameras are already pointed at the goal line. So why are, do we not just expand that to that whole end line, right? right. I bet, um, I bet I, it does now. Oh well, yeah, it's coming. And then I saw saw a post today that um, in the Bundesliga in Germany they got cameras in the corner flags. And I was like, well, pff, that would be great because then it's a camera right there. You know, it, I don't know. It, it might not be enough to tell exactly, like, if the ball is completely out or if there is that little sliver, but it at least helps. It provides a closer view rather than, you know, just the TV view, basically. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with, with that going as inconclusive because it mm-hmm. is, but... Um, it's 2023, almost 2024. We we got we got cameras everywhere. We gotta start using these things. <laughs> yeah, the Germans aren't the only ones with this technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they are, pay them so they can share it with yeah, us. Yeah, like... <laughs> like they don't have a patent on it. I think everyone can use a a, yeah. a camera at the corner. Um, I'm like shocked there isn't GPS on a ball or like a tracking on a ball, like to just see. Well... But that's the thing too is like at the World Cup they you know every goal or, or big kick they would tell you the the revolutions per minute and like speed and so they at least at the World Cup were trialing or, or using tech in the ball or with cameras or whatever it was to you know at least track the ball in that sense so if you can track that I would think you could track like pretty precise positioning on the field as well with it you know I, I don't think Premier League's using that tech, but again, the tech is out there. <laughs> it's not even like hard tech. Like, why not just have yeah. a, a a camera just above, like on a, on yeah. a on a string on a line, just like how they have it in in, in like the NFL. They have that mm-hmm. camera that slides on that line. How I feel like it'd be so easy to implement um, yeah. and save all of this drama. Um, mm-hmm. But again, inconclusive for that one. And that's not even like the worst of the three yeah. channels of, of of VAR looking at this thing, it's, which. How long did this take to look at? Five plus minutes? Um, probably right around five. Probably right around there, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd rather you you be me too thorough. And, and you know, if there were multiple infractions, possible infractions, then like, yes, please check all that. Um, but I do think they need to find a way to kind of speed these things up a little bit, or if not, speed them up. Like, like for us at home, this one was kind of nice because we had the commentators to tell us well okay they're checking if the ball was out of play all right that's done now they're checking this foul all right that's another checking offsides but like in the stadium you're not hearing any of that right players aren't hearing any of that everyone's just standing around like hello are we going again or like what's happening here that it is taking a while i i do appreciate and i think it's since that liverpool tottenham game everyone's being a Mm -hmm. little uh hypersensitive to outcomes um, making sure it's correct, which again, I'm okay with it if it's going to be correct, but they don't even know sure. if this is correct. That's, that's the big, like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's the big problem. Um, so then the second instance where, uh, we see, is it Joe, Joe Linton who's pushing, yeah. um, 
pushing Gabby uh, mm-hmm. in the back, um, trying to defend this ball. And this one's tough for me as a neutral because I see mm-hmm. Gabby leaning forward to go for the ball. But I do see a full extension of Joe Linton's arms into Gabby's back, which is yeah. – it, it's so hard to to – Say, did Joe Linton push him? Yes, he did. Was Gabby going forward in the same direction he was being pushed? I think yes. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think that's a yes. Now, did Joe Linton push Gabby so hard where he miscalculated his header? Very possible. Mm-hmm. Don't know for sure. But yeah. in the laws of the game, you could argue that as a foul because you simply cannot full arm extend and push someone. Yeah. It I just, mean, this, he just it, wasn't standing. Just, yeah. Like, cause he's, he's, you know, bracing for the header. I think he's going to try and like flick it back rather than just like up or out. Um, so yeah, he is kind of, you know, bent over and leaning forward, but I think, it's one of those fouls or if it's like anywhere else but the box or it, even if this wasn't counted as a, called a goal, I think you, they maybe call the foul. <laughs> um, now, do you think if it was just the one instance, think it was this instance only, they would call it a foul? And But because there was three, they were like, um, you know, we got we got a lot of things to look at here. Should we... Maybe. It, 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 it could be that. Like, part of me thinks, you know... The refs and VAR know that a lot of pressure is on them with these these calls these days after Tottenham Liverpool, you know, other calls with Arsenal. Like, uh, it's been a rough eleven match days for for VAR. Um, so I think you know maybe initially, yeah, they they see okay, well, you know, is this ball out of play, and then they see you know play progress, and there's like, well, this thing, and then like maybe an offsides, like some people are asking for a handball sort of thing. Like maybe they just got a little flustered maybe of, of, you know, like, okay, well it's not that. So like, let's move on to this and then just like kind of maybe not rush through it, but um, I don't know. You're maybe just, I guess, yeah, like flustered or like nervous um, I think it was, I with think the added were, pressure anyway. Yeah, like, I think they were pressured to make a decision. And because each instance took a while and because there was not great footage of the ball yeah. on the end line, they were probably going, oh, crap. Like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and then because it was such a, I don't want to call it controversial push, but it was like, it was 50, it, it was maybe 60, 40, 70, 30. It was, but like in what direction? Don't know. How do you determine that? Almost impossible. I, I mean, yeah, I think this was one where, like, you just got to play it real real speed, I think. Because, like, you slow it down, and, like, yeah, you get the clear view of, of the full arm extension. Um, but then you really do see, you know, Gabby's kind of bracing and leaning forward. And mm-hmm. so you can, okay, then it's going to see that side of it. Where when it's, like, real speed, I think it... I guess it kind of like in my mind works a little bit better of like seeing the actual motion of, of push. Right. And he's like kind of pushing like top back, almost like neck area. So it's like, I, I just think it's a foul anywhere else. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's just too, for me, it's so 
It's so close. It could go either yeah. way. And it, it went one way. But then yeah. the, the third and final thing, which was, I think, maybe the the least uh, the least visual item that we can see because you couldn't see where the mm. ball was hitting off of. Uh, I guess it was hitting off of Joe Linton at that point. Yeah. Um, where it was in comparison to where Gordon's body was. And now, it, Gordon looked like he was behind the ball, his yeah. body. But if you look at his foot and his knee, it is mm. like, it's up there. And if that ball is placed a little bit further back on Joe Linton's body when he was hitting it, I really think that was the one that could have been ruled offside. Which I don't... All the angles that we saw, it looked like we were looking at Joe Linton's back. And I swear we never saw the opposite side. I think... They showed it, like, once, but I think it was, like, way zoomed out. So then I think when they try and, like, zoom in, it just gets, like, pixelated. Um, but, yeah, it's it's another one of those, like, inconclusive ones because they didn't have the right angle. And that's just, like, unfortunately not really acceptable at this level. <laughs> like, I, I just think with, um, you know, World Cup and Champions League, they use that, like, semi-automated offside mm-hmm. where it pulls up the 3D model and all that. I'm wondering if like that would have been able to catch this. I don't know how they're tracking that. If it's all camera based, or if there is like a chip in the ball or something, or, I've never or seen what? A ball when they do that, I've always seen bodies. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know if, if this situation would have um, benefited from that system. Just because I mean that one, I feel like you kind of get to see through bodies right because it just like draws a line and you see like Varane's butt was hanging over you know like (laughs) um yeah I just it it, like the Bruno one was was my big VAR disappointment from this game yep and and this whole situation just showed that there's like so much more tech and um training I guess maybe that that VAR can canon should have <laughs> it's like every week we're learning like yeah they need to they need to figure yeah. out a way to solve this and it's just it's never gonna i don't know yeah. i don't know what will be the end game with var um at this point it's not like it's helping it, it it does it does help with some things but in the long term it's like at this point i'm like whatever man <laughs> yeah you it, break it my just, heart or you mend it it just depends on the week just yeah it feels like a crapshoot this season like last season i feel like there were definitely moments where it was bad, but overall I feel like fairly okay. And you could kind of, uh, kind of guess where the outcome would go with that, that VAR check. But like this season, I feel like it's just so much is just up in the air of like what they see and how they feel about it. And like, if they want to tell the on-field ref to go check it, or if they're like, eh, he's doing enough already. Don't bother him. (laughs) yeah i don't know um, um, i i do want to say for that goal though um that all comes from arsenal's defense shutting off yeah so sure. you know it, it, it's not without fault and blame on on arsenal you know i think they all just assumed that ball was going out and no one no one ran towards it no one tried to close willick down for the cross so you know that that's squarely on arsenal even you know david raya just like misses that cross which is kind of unusual for him so it was defensive error at the end of it um yeah you know <laughs> you live and you learn yep <laughs> the, so the arteta press conference afterwards 
mm-hmm. you know, they kept asking him, you know, why didn't you think that was a goal? And it, very straight, it was not a goal. It was not a goal. And they yeah. the reporter kept saying, well, which part? And it was just like all yeah. of it. And I'm like, come on, Mikel. Like, come on. Give us, give us a yeah. real answer. Um, I wish he could have been a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he wanted to keep it a little bit broad as more of a um, just calling out the refing and VAR in general of um, this season, you know? Um, so I feel like if he, if he would have pinpointed one thing on the goal, like that would have got all the talking points, whereas now it's it does stay a little bit more broad in general. And, um, you know, Arsenal released a club statement supporting him, um, which I think is good. I You know, I see a lot of fans saying Arteta's crying about it, and especially after the Tottenham game today, like they're saying, well, big Ainge, or like he knows how to take a loss. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that, but like, this wasn't just it wasn't just the goal like that was the issue like I, I, if anything I tried to should have brought up the Bruno situation more he, he did he did bring it up a little bit um, he he was asked uh, kind of like again super vaguely he said on the Havertz and Bruno Gamera's incidents being talkie points he said yeah and the pen- penalty on Eddie there's a lot of things we can't continue so like yeah. He acknowledged it, but he definitely didn't lean into it, which I think he very well could have and gotten a lot of support yeah. off of that. Because, again, yeah. Bruno G right now is the highlight of the miss VAR. <laughs> like, yeah, Liverpool should have scored a goal, but this dude just tried to elbow someone in the head and VAR said, <laughs> let it, let it, it was go. his forearm. It's good. <laughs> dude, he could have slapped him across the head like that. It's like yeah. if he would have done an open head slap on the back of Jorginho's head, I am willing to say he would have got a yellow for it. Probably. Because it was so, like, what, obvious? But because it was his elbow, and he was, how do you, I don't know. It doesn't make any uh, yeah. sense. We could go in circles about this thing yeah. because of how dumb it is. Um, yeah. I mean, like, my, my takeaway from Arteta's post-match comments was, like, kind of the same with, with Klopp's comments after the Tottenham game of, like, it's one of those situations where really fans of all teams and even other teams should just kind of like maybe not rally behind him, but at least show some support because at the end of the day, you do any, any of us want the refing to be held to a higher standard and mm-hmm. everything to be called fairly. Right. Like, yeah, you can, it's easy to poke fun because, Oh, he's just complaining because his team lost yada, yada, yada. But like, you got to look at bigger picture here and like, it should be teams, players, fans all banded together to be like, look, we want this to be the best league. You know, if refs need help through more tech or, or better VAR training or, you know, third party VAR. So they're, they're not even involved with the on-field play. Like let's figure it out. Let's, let's get it going. Cause Just ask, you baby. can't do this. Yeah. You can't do this week after week. It's, it's, <laughs> it's getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> really dude we got so much more to go and like it, it could get worse it could yeah and and that's the thing is like you know liverpool and arsenal it can affect your title hopes which sucks but i'm thinking more of like on the relegation end because that's a lot of money you're missing out on if you get relegated like depending on the status of your club like everton's already kind of shaky there was talk if they go down, they're just folding as a club, right? Like, that's massive. So this situation for the top team sucks, 
but those bottom teams like that could that mm. could mean your club is in existence or not like <laughs> i mean everything's got a new stadium coming in too so they're yeah they're that's some a thing, weird so. places right now but i do want to note this really quick because i forgot to say mm. it uh liverpool's squad is 670 million dollars did you hear how much luton towns was not the exact number but i remember seeing at the start of the season that it's like very small you want to take a, <laughs> want to take a, a, a gamble um, at it Think of his, I don't even think it was above a hundred, honestly. If oh, I'm, it's not even close. No, I want to say it's like twenty-five million. Ten. Oh man, <laughs> See, worth, uh, twelve times their club essentially. <laughs> yeah, so you know that that's. Yeah, you flip the script, and that's Luton Town out there trying to ball out, and they miss out on a point, and that's yeah, what could keep yeah. them out of uh, being in Premier League or a championship. I could see the riot. I could. Yeah. So I mean that that like, look, a loss was always always going to happen in this season. Um, to come against Newcastle, I guess is um, one I can take. Respectable. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it should have been drawn out at the end of the day, honestly. But um, you know, you you take the loss, and hopefully that, if anything, we we've seen this Arsenal side benefit from that like us against them mentality sometimes. So sure. it could kind of wake up some of the attacking players and and get the creative juices flowing. I think Odegaard was surely missed, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's just kind of. What you're yeah. missing, and Emil Smith Rowe too. You know, he's kind of like Odegaard light, and even if he yeah. was in there, I think things would have gone better for you. But that dude just can't stay fit. He cannot get on the pitch. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, he's it's a bummer. It it's a bummer, yeah. Because what uh, like two seasons ago, he he you know had a great run of games where he was scoring and yeah. um, you know looked like he was finding finding his place on the team, and um, then yeah, just kind of a little bit fell fell out of favor and then picked up some injuries and then yeah it keeps picking up injuries so it's like a li- getting a little concerning for for him and his longevity in the squad got anything else to say on this one chad um uh, i i mean i i will say Havertz was probably one of the bright spots in the attacking five i guess you'd say um you know he he still didn't get a goal or create a whole lot, but um, I think he just looks so much better on that right side. Mm-hmm. So I think Sokka helps if, him out there too a lot. Yeah. I, I think it's for now, I think his, his position is either Odegaard backup or, you know, when we want a taller player up in like the striker position, mm-hmm. it's there and we'll figure out the left center mid with, with someone else. Cause he just he doesn't do enough over there. He doesn't get on the ball enough, I think. Um, whereas against Newcastle, he contributed a lot more, um, mostly defensive work. But you know, it it still was more than we've seen him in in a lot of games this season. So right. um, see if if maybe that's what Arteta sees as well and shift things around again. Fair enough. All right, let's jump into uh, Man United here. Let's just kind of go down the list. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very lucky. As always. <laughs> very lucky. They did nothing up until the 90th plus minute. I was like, Fulham's going to get away with a draw here. Good for them. Yeah. And then 
you know, Bruno had a great little kind of do it himself moment. Um, and somehow, some way, they got three points and stay in the upper half of the table, which is just maybe saved Ten Hog's job this week. Definitely took some pressure off. Who <laughs> lost this game? He, yeah, you started to see the articles like creep out of like, oh, yeah. who's coming in for Ten Hog? And like, you just looked it up last week. And, uh, you know, th- so talk was, was happening. Um, but yeah, like, they, it honestly just, looked like a, a mid-table scrap between two teams you know like certainly not a united team versus a, a mid-table team um yeah i mean onana had some great saves he, he's keeping them in the game um but damn fulham was was so close i know they almost <laughs> got away and fulham's nothing special so i mean yeah for for Man U to, to win one nil against them, 90th plus minute, even though Scott McTominay had a, had a goal which got called back, which you know he was mm. off. Um, yeah. It just I, I when they play Luton Town in two weeks, <laughs> or I guess next week, uh, I, that might be a that, I might watch that. I'll try to I, I might try to watch that one because anything can yeah. happen. If, if Luton plays oh, the way yeah. they did against Liverpool, they could beat Man U. Um, no, no doubt about that. So this team has got some work to do. They have, mm-hmm. they just got one Basaka back. Um, he looked pretty good. Uh, no Casemiro. Rashford wasn't playing. Um, you know, they they still started Maguire. Uh, their whole backline is just sloppy. I think Basaka, Juan Basaka will help. Um, but again, that's you're not scoring. So if you're not going to score, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Um just looking now. Um they said Rashford took a heavy knock to his leg in training and was unable to finish the last session before the game. Mm. So he might be back for, for next week, but I mean he hasn't been scoring anyway, so I don't know that you missed too much without him out there. Well they got Copenhagen on, on Wednesday. Oh midweek, that's right, yeah. So they got Champions League this week. Yeah, and you know Copenhagen Took them all the way to the end, I think, uh, in, that, in that first round. So, yep. um, almost the same outcome. Bailed man, out uh, that, by that, Harry Maguire. That's their their mo this this season is like, don't do anything all game and then have a little spark of, of luck or, or something. Yeah, right at the end. <laughs> Pray to Sir Alex that they can get yeah. Um, yeah, I don't got a whole lot more to say on that. One. I think we did enough talking. Nah, about yeah. That with Man U last week uh, to, for a couple episodes. Um, <laughs> let's talk about City really quick. Uh, I think nah. I think we knew the outcome would mm-hmm. be a, a like this. I don't think we knew Jeremy Doku would do a, uh, a four assist and a goal outburst. That guy, he's a damn menace. Oh, man. How, <laughs> I, how did they get him? I don't know. He just kind of flew under the radar, I think, because I didn't hear any talk of... You know, oh, like City's in for him, but then here comes Chelsea or Arsenal or Liverpool. Like, it was just they like leaked it, and then he was there. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he he looks great, and like I know it's Bournemouth, so it's not the strongest of competition. A little but, inflated. Yeah, but I mean, he got he got the the job done. Certainly, um, he was clearly better than anyone else yeah. on that pitch. Um, Holland went out with an injury, so it allowed him to 
I don't know, maybe a little, be a little bit more uh, self-centered, kind of do what he mm. wanted to do. But, I mean, when he's dishing off four assists, everyone's super happy. After after every goal that was scored, almost the player that was scoring, it was pointing at him, saying, like, you, <laughs> yeah. this is because of you. Um, <laughs> that was cool to see. I mean, the dude's super young. Was he 21? Yeah, jeez. He's 21. So he's going to be around for a minute. Yeah. Um, he's got that Belgian blood, so, you know. Belgian wingers, man, they 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 come around and they they tend to Something do some uh, some dangerous things. But man. city doing city things, no surprise there. Yeah. Uh, sadly, they are top of the table now, so we got to deal with that. Mm. Um, but hey, they don't turn into like prime messies until week thirty, yeah. so we got time, <laughs> got time to kind of uh, you know lay out the frame, and hopefully other teams can, can yeah. stay. Warm. And I mean, look, Bournemouth got a goal against them, so it's possible. People can do it. It's got to believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I think from here on out, almost every game that I see on my table, I would have said the opposite of what was going to happen. So we start with Sheffield and Wolves. <laughs> Sheffield. Yeah. Getting their first victory of the season. Mm-hmm. Beating the Wolves who just beat Man City. Three weeks ago, you know how weird our, our diagram would look if we had like greater than, oh, greater gosh, than, yeah. greater than. Sheffield would be at the top right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, um, I don't, I don't know what happened to Wolves this game. They just, well, I feel like they just looked off the pace. Like, I think, I think it proves that Neto is the real deal. Yeah, that's true. I think when you don't have Wang kind of playing up front as much, he was playing what well, he was playing Neto's position. Mm. Um, that's not what has been dangerous for this team. This team has been yeah. kind of Wang central or kind of left striker with Neto playing that wide spot. So yeah, our Wolves got to have a new identity now. Has there been any injury updates to Neto? I'm going to check right now. Uh, yeah, 1127 but... is his uh, potential return. Mm. So he's still got a while. So I, yeah, Wolves, you got some work to do. You got to figure some things out. Um, it was uh, Fabio Silva who gave that PK away c- crying at the end of the game. I don't blame yeah. him. That's harsh. It was a PK. Um, yeah. I understand being upset that the worst team in the league beat you. Yeah. I mean, he just seemed a little too uh, too excited in those challenges. Like, he's he's stabbing his foot in, and like at that point, you just want to block him out and push him out away from goal, right? Like, you don't necessarily need to get the ball from him right away. Um, well, here's, here's what's going to happen. His coach is going to tell him, you're a striker. Don't. Don't even be in that well, situation. Well, that too, yeah. What are you doing? Don't be in the box. Don't be defending. Yeah. Be at the halfway line waiting for a run. He's 21. He's super young. I think yeah. he's going to be pretty good. Um, considering he's been in Premier League now for two years. years, yeah. yeah. Uh, his first his first tenure with the Wolves was in 2020. So, um, you know, that was when he was 18. So he's he's already Damn. seen some things. and yeah. That's 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 good for them. I think there's a lot of potential there, but I did not expect this outcome. Um, <laughs> not and, at all. And this is the first of many for the weekend. <laughs> it's a weird weekend. <laughs> Anything else you want to say there? Um, no, that's that's kind of all I got for it. Like, there were some some nice 
shots in there, but you know, just it, Wolves just looked like like Sheffield looked like they had so much energy compared to the Wolves, mm. which is like kind of weird to see. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cam Archer for that uh, nomination of goal of the week. That was sick. Yeah, that was that's great nice goal. goal. Great goal. Um, Brentford and West Ham. If you would have told Whew. me the score was three two, I would have said yeah, West Ham won. Psych. Uh, West Ham, despite having a great goal by Kudos, I mm-hmm. really, really like him on that team. Yeah, uh, he looks good. He looks really. They good. just gotta, they gotta keep starting him and like. I think this. Not I like think it's not, happening. Yeah, maybe, maybe not like build the team around him at this point, but um, he needs to be like one of the first names Moyes writes down on the team sheet because like he just has such a. A liveliness about him and and you know he's threatening and always getting in these dangerous positions and um i mean yeah his goal was was great um even for bowen's goal like he was there creating the the run that created the danger which allowed bowen to get his goal like right uh well he played that he played the full 90 so that's mm-hmm. promising but when paquetta comes back i think that'll be an interesting shakeup considering their midfield right now. I feel like they have a lot of yeah. a pretty stacked midfield and, and who they're going to play there will be uh, a tough decision um, for Moyes to make. I, I do want to shout out though, Jared Bowen in an interview this past week. I don't know if you saw this interview that he did. He was asked who was the best right winger uh, oh, yeah, did, yeah. of all time in the premier league. And he, come on, you know who he said, he said, he says most solid, <laughs> the guy I'm about to take over for when he's yeah. out of here. And I'm, I'm telling you, Chad, I haven't seen it anywhere. I haven't seen anyone I, say Jared Bowen feel like coming to Liverpool. You need to go to Vegas and just like throw the money down on a bet of this right now. Can I do that? Can I, do that? <laughs> I, I don't know if they take that bet right now, but like I'm gonna look into that. It, it just you've makes been so saying much it. Sense. Yeah, you've been saying it for a while now, and then you know this comes out, and like you know Salah's only getting older. Bowen's only kind of growing into his his prime years, like. And Klopp, and Klopp was again asked what Mo Salah's future is, and he's like, he hasn't said anything about leaving, which is the number yeah. one thing that well, people say when someone's leaving is they're not saying anything about it. It's like, okay, yeah. we know it's coming. Um, yeah. It, 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 if this move happens, uh, it'll just be a, a refocus for Nunez. I think at some point Nunez is going to mm. be the focal point and what better set up people to have rather than Diaz and, and Bowen on the wings. I just He's having a great year. West Ham yeah. is going to drive up that price. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. It's a good shout. Yep. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, but Brentford, the real winners here. Um, Nico Collins, hello. Uh, almost had two He's goals here. this game. Um, yeah. The young Irish man having a, a career day. Um, he he scored a goal. Had some great clearances. Had some great tackles. Uh, Brentford putting up three, which we really haven't seen that much this year, mm-hmm. uh, kind of coming alive. Yeah. I, I mean, this was like, this should have been West Ham's win. Like, I don't know if you saw Antonio blow the sitter, but yeah, man, that, that would have put it to, I think three, one at the time. Like, I don't know that Brentford makes that much of a comeback at that point. Um, but yeah, you know, Brentford kept fighting, Neil Mope gets his first goal in 14 months. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> How are you still employed in the Premier League? I'm like, what team was he on? I swear, I've seen him in like four different jerseys in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brighton, Everton, 
Um, I, I feel like he was on Forest at some point, and I'm just blanking on I it. Think, I guess we can. We'll I think he got loaned, there. yeah, to to some other team there. Um, I think so, but that yeah, so you know, I guess good for for Brentford. Uh, hopefully this it's gets him going and and scoring again because you know, Mbumo's been doing what he can, but he's no Ivan Tony, and mm-hmm. you know, there's still the question marks of. Ivan Tony when he comes back, or or if he just you know goes to a different team right away, I don't know. But um, yeah, good on Brentford to fight back and and get this win. Yeah, super impressive. Ben Mee sighting that was fun to see. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they work him back into the squad. I I think mm-hmm. with this performance of Nico Collins though, you know if you're Thomas Frank, you got to rethink about how you want to lay out that back line. Um, yeah. You know, they, but when, this is kind of the kind of the, the, the problem you want to have, right? Yeah, like yeah, Ben Mee's sure, thirty four. Sure. Like he's at the, the end of his like you know, defensive player career. Um I mean unless you're Tiago Silva, you got like at least five more years and yeah. But um you know, Ben Mee's been through the trenches at, at those Burnley teams. Then he's, you know, been a key figure here at Brentford. So like if he can kind of play that leadership and mentor role um and then step in when he needs to. Yeah. I think that's that's a great great setup for for Brentford and for for Frank to to get together and you know kind of plan for the future a little bit. I think that's probably the direction they will and should go. Yeah. Um considering the you need youth in the back line right now and and uh you know besides Thiago off the top of my head, you know, there's not a lot of older defenders. Virgil, he's 32, I believe, but Virgil's a six foot six athletic beast. Who's yeah. uh, he's either 31 or 32, but um, um, yeah, and, and you got Craig Dawson at Wolves, 33. Okay, I think those are those are the the old guys out there these days. Okay, um, yeah, Father Time. As I say, just turning 31, but let's go. Yeah. Baby, let's go. <laughs> I know. I, I had some underwater hockey last week, and I was like, oh, there's, there's this older dude there. He's probably like 38. I'm like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, uh, the one game out of our list that I think maybe went the way I thought it would go uh, was uh, Crystal Palace and Burnley because mm-hmm. Burnley just does Burnley things. But um, Eze came back for Crystal, yep. which is a huge addition, uh, and looked totally fit and good to go. Um, Jordan Byer came back for Burnley. Uh, the goal that Palace scored the first one by Schloop, um, Jordan Awu put Byer in a spin Oof. cycle. Oh, yeah. man. I got he him. Just, he just, he, <laughs> go back to the injured reserve, homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't ready. Uh, that was, yeah, that was that nasty. Was a super nasty move. If there, if there was going to be a move of the week, that is the move of the week for sure. Yeah. Um, so Palace getting the, the easy dub, uh, yeah. nothing too spicy in that game. Pretty straightforward. Uh, again, it's Burnley. They're not doing, they're not, they've lost five in a row now. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I feel like the highlights that I watched of this didn't really do it justice. Cause you go look at the stats and it feels like Burnley outplayed Palace. In what way? Well, they had 17 shots, only five on target, but compared to Palace's four shots with three on target, 
Um, Burnley had 591 passes to 296 for Palace. Wow. 22 to 16 dribbles. Um, eight interceptions compared to six. Um, like Palace looks to have played a lot more defensive. Um, you know, almost double on the touches too. Like highlights didn't show it that way. Um, which you know, I, I guess is is. I, I mean, maybe says that you know, just because you're kind of in more control of the game doesn't necessarily mean you're better. It just you know that's how Palace set out to play is just kind of hit you where it hurts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of surprised, like seeing those stats and then seeing the scoreline, and mm-hmm. and I would have expected at least one goal from all that that Burnley did. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I wrote down. Should we be asking questions if Vincent Company is like the dude to stay? Is it even worth it to to move on from him? I, like, I I think I think money plays a huge factor in this. It's like, yeah, the dude came in, got you to Premier League probably quicker than what you thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're here now, but like, what is a managerial change going to do at this point for your team that doesn't, yeah, maybe have the quality to be in Premier League? Which again. They're only, at this point, two points away from being out of relegation zone. Yeah. Um, we're in week 11, so we're uh, a little, I guess, under a third of the way there. Yeah. I think I think you look at this kind of in the same situation that Everton had last year. Mm-hmm. Sean Dyche came in with how many weeks left? Nine? I think so, yeah. I Something think, like that. I think that's the direction they should look at. It's like, okay. If we're in crunch time, we're most likely going to be in a bottom four race here, and we got to beat one team, and company just doesn't have it, then okay. Maybe look for uh, Big Sam. Maybe go back to Big Sam yeah. over here. Or, or uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of other managers in there. Uh, Brendan Rodgers. That would be super fascinating, actually, to bring in Rodgers. I don't think he's in his <laughs> job right now. Um, I don't know if he'd want to do that, but yeah, um, that, that would be interesting. I just think... Too much money for a team that doesn't have a ton of money to to switch things up, um, and just too early. I mean, we haven't had yeah. we haven't had a manager fired yet, right? Um, no. no. And I feel like last year at this point we were like, or did did Bournemouth? I don't think so. Um, no, maybe not. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just i I'm kind of I like I agree with you that it's probably just not worth it to do it yet or maybe ever um this season um just because it feels like i mean it feels like all three of those teams just came up a little bit quicker than they anticipated Mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know do you just i think you probably just take this year as as better experience for you know players staff club and go back down yep and you know, kind of, kind of recollect and, and move forward. Um, but I mean, if companies getting them to put up those numbers against Palace, who's you know been a, a a stalwart in the Premier League for for years, like that's a pretty good showing, I'd say. Just um, you know, got to find, I guess, the quality there and, and mm-hmm. make things happen rather than just just padding the stats. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I didn't watch the game, so I can't say too much about yeah. like. Did they play great? Did they play sloppy? Was it just a lot of like useless passes? Too hard to say right now. Yeah. Um, 
who does Burnley got next? They got West Ham next. So, oh, I'm sorry, they got Arsenal next. Oh yeah. So yeah. I will be watching that game. So that'll give me, a, I think, a, maybe a better feel yeah. about about what they are as a club. Um, the team who I would argue is the most disappointing of the week. <laughs> and we have some disappointments. It, it, it's got to be Brighton, right? Um, yeah. What the hell's happening to them? I don't know. <laughs> they were flying at the start of the season, and now they are on the struggle bus. Like Their last win, Chad, was September 24th. In in Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what's really changed. Like I don't think there's any well, Soli March is out. He's been out for a minute. I feel like that's a big one. Yeah. I mean yeah, you're you're missing I'd say him Stupion. Stupion and yeah, maybe Wellbeck would be your like your big misses, but I I think there's enough in this team to definitely beat Everton. hundred <laughs> percent. That is accurate. Um, I, I, I don't know. I worry for them a little bit. I, I worry that Matoma is going to say, there's a lot of other teams that might want me and I can do something better. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's the reason why they even scored a goal and, mm-hmm. and, you know, thank goodness a crazy deflection off of Ashley Young Oof. allowed it to go in. But yeah. again, he is the bright spot. He is, the one putting in all the work, all the effort. Um, Ferguson, who had one bright moment of the year, has just kind of fallen off. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, Ferguson is, uh, well, he's 19 or whatever. So, yeah. like, it, it's it's a lot to expect from him so soon. Um, and, you know, with injuries, he's, I guess, maybe a little bit thrown into it. But, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know. Like I, I don't. I haven't been able to really watch enough of Brighton to see if I can notice what what's causing such issue in their play these days. But um, you know, from from the highlights that I watched of this, it just looked like Everton's physicality was just like way too much for them. Like they they didn't want to be in these like tough challenges and and force the way through to, to goal and then you know finally Matoma does and, and gets his really good drive in and yeah it takes a deflection but that's the danger that he brings of, mm. of creating those situations um, but he's going to need some help like <laughs> he, he can light it up but he's he's certainly not like the prime most Sala where like you could just hand the ball to Sala and he'll win you the game nine times out of ten you know yep not yet anyway at least with yeah. that but see, Sala was able to do that too because his maybe other four counterparts were also very, very dangerous. Yeah. So he had to respect <laughs> them too. Brighton doesn't really have that. Mm-hmm. The other teams aren't really worried about, uh, God, who's even playing right wing for them right now? It's that uh, a, a, a Dringa? Yeah, something like a Dringa, that. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's all about respect and teams respect Matoma way more than anyone else on that pitch so of course yeah. they're, they're gonna double triple uh do whatever they can to shut him down and make someone else punish them and no one seems to be doing that so uh, Brighton needs to figure things out soon because they're yeah. quickly falling down in this table um yeah I mean yeah no no 
no wins and you know the last five here um even you know your your scoring has slowed down it's uh i mean if you're gonna have a, like a stale point of your season i guess better to do it early yeah, but right you know you want to you want to turn this around quickly and i think get back on track we're getting into the nitty-gritty cold months here this is like mm-hmm. this is the time when you don't want to screw up and no yeah yeah and then you know games come really quick in, in that christmas period so a lot a lot of games if you're going to drop points, it might be during that period just because of the congestion, which, like, is understandable. But, like, if you don't have that good base to, to kind of insulate some of those losses, then yep, that could, that could really shift you down the table. Okay. We got two more games here. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Ashton Villa. If you would have told me the score was 2-0... <laughs> I would have said, yeah, Ashton Villa won that. Yeah, easy, right? Uh, not so much. Uh, Matt Turner gets dropped in favor of, I'm so sorry the way I'm going to pronounce your name, Vlakudamis? Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, you know, Chad, I was watching this game. I watched it in, in its entirety, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until, like, I, I knew something was off. I knew, I was like, this, I was like what, why am I watching this game? Like, I usually watch these, like, forests for a reason. <laughs> And like I was like, oh my god, Matt Turner's not in goal. And I was like, oh my god, Matt Turner's not in goal. And I like immediately went to my phone. And was like, why was he dropped? Yeah. And they they, you know, pundits might have said he was dropped because of the error in the Liverpool game. Which I'm like, that's Man. that's why. I was like, that yeah. error. Like that's such a scapegoat move. Yeah. Um. I don't know if Steve Cooper will go back to him. I have a feeling he will not. Yeah which makes me really bummed and kind of worried for his future now. And in, in, in terms of, you know, these reps he was getting with, uh, with, with Forrest was great for the national team. Yeah. Um, and honestly, when he's with the national team, he looks confident as hell. Looks great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully he can hit, find his way back into the team. Um, I think, you know, for, for most of these games, he's looked good like I, I certainly not you know the best goalkeeper in the world but he's um, better than onana when onana's been at his worst yeah yeah he he was he definitely started pretty good in there um i mean it, it, it's hard to judge because like forest is just average they're either like yeah they're, they're either like really on it that day or just like not and um you know i th- still think you run into the issue of they just have like so many players that that back line is probably not as figured out and solid as as most teams would have um so you know that plays a part in in feeling confident in your defenders and and your goalkeeping so i don't know it might just be one of those those brighton situations of you know, try out a new keeper this week, try out the other one next week and <laughs> see what happens. Well, I ain't got time for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Forrest somehow came up with the win against Villa. Uh, great goal by yeah. Ani, I think is how you say it. Ani, Aina, Ani. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, again, a great goal. He. Uh, yeah. I like this celebration. I'm trying to remember what he did. I want to say he rocked the baby, but I'm thinking I'm getting confused with someone else. But um, the second goal, though, on Emmy was a tough, tough error. They called it a goalkeeping error, which I think is totally harsh. He got a hand to it, made the incredible save. But then, of course, the momentum, the torque, and the spin on the ball just, you know, 
made it fly into the goal. But um, Forrest coming away with a huge win against yeah. a Villa team who's been uh, destroying Premier League, I think it's safe <laughs> to say, the last yeah. what, two months, it felt like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been cruising, I, f- I feel, and, and uh, you know, have looked more than threatening in every game. And in this game, they just... They've been one of the best. Yeah. Last yeah, loss was Liverpool know. September 3rd. Yeah. So, so yeah, they've, they've been really, you know, putting teams away and... Um, I don't know that that trip over to Forest was too much. <laughs> Just another game that I didn't expect to go this way. And this is like no, the yeah. fifth one, and now we jump to Spurs and Chelsea because this game <laughs> spent more time watching stupid replays oh than God. the actual game. Uh, <laughs> if you had told me Chelsea beat Spurs four one and Tottenham got two red cards, I would have said you're lying. But hey, yep. here we are. Uh, the inevitable red card to Romero, his fourth red card in 75 matches, if I read that correctly, in his club career, but this is his third now with Tottenham, and in his last, I want to say it's 36. Mm. I want to say it's 36. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've seen the the tackles he puts in, and yeah. he's not afraid to, to no. skirt that line of... of yellow and and red <laughs> and he almost got away with this one almost it's, yeah it's if if nick jackson people are people are saying this is nick jackson's best contribution to chelsea was being <laughs> offside in that position because if he wasn't offside and he scored that goal this might not have been retracted and 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 turned into a pk and then turned into a red yeah. card um kind of like butterfly effect here on on what happened <laughs> uh with the outcome of this and then Cole Palmer, great PK. Uh, yeah. Vicario, yeah. almost a better save. Um, so close. But Ch- Tottenham losing their first league game, which we're all super happy it came this weekend because everyone else yeah. screwed up. It's great. Great weekend uh, for it. <laughs> for real. Um, so am I surprised Chelsea won? Yeah, I guess I'm surprised. Am I surprised that they scored four. I think that's I think that's the bigger thing. I'm surprised they scored four, and there's no way they would have got there if Tottenham didn't have two less people, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Tottenham kind of crafted their own demise here, though. Like, yes. Um, you know, obviously the the Ramiro red card, Udogi's second yellow, like those. Yeah, bad luck, I guess you could say. But then. Even down to nine man squad, they're they're playing this super high line, like standing at the halfway line. You see their traps they're trying to do. Yeah, so like, I get, I get what they're trying to do of like really condense the field of play, right? Yep. Um, but Sterling's been trying to make this the same run since the match started, and has gotten through a couple times, and you know. Had a goal called off. Is called offsides. God. Yada yada. So how many, like, how many offsides do we see this game? I, I didn't even look. That's a good question. Though. <laughs> but I mean, it, so yeah, like playing such a high line. Um, you know, you're just asking for more goals to be scored on you. And honestly, if I was Vicario, I'd be kind of pissed off at this this setup because you're asking him to do a lot of sweeping, which. He looks very capable of and and did a good job for the most part. Mm -hmm. But then you're also working him really hard and putting him in dangerous situations. Like, you know, you saw Mudrick 
see him um, hesitate to to clear it that one time. And all right, Mudrick says, you know, I'll, I'll I'll challenge you on that ball. Makes that challenge, and I think it's you know Vicario gets a little bit of a, a dead leg or something there. But um, you know, at that point, your sub windows are gone. You've already lost Madison to maybe an ankle injury, mm-hmm. Van de Ven to probably a torn hamstring. Um, you really want to, you know, kind of put your starting keeper in this dangerous position now, and instead of just sitting back a little bit more. And yeah, it's it's not, you know, Big Ange's way or whatever you want to say, but like, I think that was just dumb, dumb tactics at that point. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. And even when Romero got his red card, I was already like planning out who my subs might be. And I was like, Oh, mm. another man injured. I was like, I'm going to do next. So I was yeah. uh, here. Oh, here's the stat chat. Uh, four disallowed goals, uh, a red and four yellows, a penalty, two goals, two serious injuries. Um, I, I know there were 12 VAR checks in total. Oh so. my God. God, I don't crazy. I don't know if that's the most, but I'm assuming it is because we watched more of VAR than we did in an actual game. <laughs> I mean, I was working during this game, so like, I, I I just got to listen to it. But even at one point, I yeah. was like, "What's I don't even know what's going on anymore." Like, I can literally just like turn this off and come back ten minutes later, yeah. and it'll still be the same well, thing. And, and you pointed that out too. Of the uh, the commentators are kind of getting fed up with it, like, <laughs> which I get. Um, you know, and, and in uh, Ainge's post-match comments, he kind of made the the um, comment, I guess, that, like, you know, we did all this standing around. I'd rather we just, like, play the game. And, like, I'm with you. I get that. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we all want to see. But, um, again, if you have this tech and you're using it properly, it should get you the right decisions on everything. Um I think yeah, we just got to find a way to speed it up a little bit, or yeah. or trust the on-field ref and his team a little bit more. Maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, it was just check after check. <laughs> Twelve plus minutes of injury time uh, in the first half. Which, mm-hmm. how much of that was injury? Maybe uh, three, four. Yeah, not not a lot. A lot of it was the bar. <laughs> Um, and then I think, I think, hell, there could have been more in the second half too, but at that point it was a blowout. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, maybe I'm not sorry, Nick Jackson finally scoring a, a hat trick, which is, he was very happy about it, but I'm just like, he did say Chelsea was the best team in England. And I was like, good answer. But at the same time, yeah. like, I mean, check yourself. look, I've seen a few comments with the same sentiment of like this is the least impressive hat trick I've seen like <laughs> not because the goals weren't you know extravagant or anything but like it was against nine a nine man team it was still a little bit of a struggle to get there it like was, dude every and I know we were right that we were on the same page every yeah. time I saw that ball go through I was like oh, dude he might screw this up and like even <laughs> not even him, I was like, someone might be outside. Yeah. Someone might no, like yeah. mess up in the buildup. It was painful to watch <laughs> Chelsea that game. Like <laughs> that should have been the most straightforward win. And at honestly, even at three one, I was like, I don't know. There's still like <laughs> another twelve minutes probably without a time here, so things could happen. And then 
Uh, oh no, that that would at two one. I think was was uh, Dyer's yes. goal that was called off, yes. right? So I mean, it it was that it was that easy. Like it could have it could have gone the opposite way. And as much as I will take the Tottenham loss, and I like that more, the laugh of of Chelsea failing to to win against a nine man Tottenham would have also been high up there on my list. <laughs> well. You know, this goes back to Tottenham Liverpool, where they could barely get by. If it weren't for an own goal, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it just goes to show maybe Tottenham isn't that good. But yeah, losing two defenders for a couple of games here, it's gonna I get, mean, it's gonna get interesting for them. Yeah, we're gonna really see what they're made of because uh, you know Madison. I haven't heard anything on, but he was definitely feeling his ankle in that game. Um, so if it's an ankle injury, like that, could be a handful of games out. Um, you know, Romero's out, what, three matches? till December 7th. Okay, yeah. Uh, Van de Ven, it, that didn't look like a small tear. He grabbed that no. thing and he was yelling. I think so, that would not shock me if he was done for the year. Yeah, um, and I did see that he had a, a similar big hamstring injury when he was at Wolfsburg. So, uh. I don't know, the same leg or anything, but, you know, it's uh, it looks bad i'd say <laughs> um and you know you you lose udagi as well for a match um yep. so i you'll, you know we'll see what they're made of they got wolves next which who knows coin toss um aston villa again well, I don't know. I hope villa <laughs> after this week i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> uh and then man city so you know that's romero out of those three um but then even then you, you come back to west ham newcastle like no, they're yeah, in they kind are. of that tougher stretch right now. They're in the um, thick of it. And you, you just lost some big names. So we'll see how that depth is looking. <laughs> Good luck. That's all I have to say. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and we totally skipped over it. Romero's little kick out. Oh, I know. At, uh, yeah. I, I'm... Who did he do that I'm on? conflicted on that. He didn't do it on Enzo, did he? Um, I think it was Colwell, Levi Colwell, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, he certainly doesn't kick out with much oh, yeah, force. Right. No, it did not hurt him. But but it was... Is that not one of those situations where you say, oh, we don't accept that anyway, here's your red card? I think it's a yellow. But again, it was nothing. Yeah. So, now... I don't know, Chad. This whole, this whole like, what if if Bruno G can help with someone in the back of the head <laughs> and not get anything? Why, yeah. why should Romero get anything if he kicks someone in the? You know, he did it on purpose. Yes. Yeah, can't deny it. Should he have gotten a yellow? Yes, a red. I think that's really harsh. See, I yes, because he didn't, but... do, he didn't, it didn't do anything. It didn't yeah, change, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have changed an outcome. It didn't hurt. But it, uh, <laughs> I think it's more like just to uh, show that you 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 don't allow kickouts, right? Like like that's that's not something that we allow in this league to randomly kick out at, at the opposing player because you're frustrated. I don't know if you need to necessarily take force into that. Um, it, it's a tough one. I I could. At the very least, it's a yellow. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. But, you know, it 
and I think you know justice was served at the end of the day when he gets sent off anyway. But Karma, um, you know, it's uh, I'm okay with it not being a red, but at the same time, I can see it being a red just to like kind of lay down the law. The bar just keeps <laughs> moving. It keeps like yeah. going up and down. All like oh red, nope, no, we're gonna be up here. No, 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 we're going down here now. It's just it's constantly moving. Yeah, again. It's well, like, and so that's the thing is next week it'll probably be some light reds out there because they're like, oh yeah, we that was an elbow. We should have called it. So then any little small aggression like that that looks somewhat dangerous or threatening is like probably going to be a red. <laughs> yep. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. Game that I'm looking forward to next week. I'm going to go with... Mm, I think I'm going to look forward to the... Uh, I think Chelsea Man City. I think maybe Chelsea can build off a little little momentum off of this game. Um, at least a little bit of optimism that they know they can at least score mm-hmm. four goals. Um, so I think that'll be my highlight one. That'll be the Sunday game before we go yeah. into the break. Um, <sighs> I know. A long break, too. Uh, yeah. I will shout out, though, next week will be our 50th episode. So <gasps> bring your popcorn. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I... And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we, we have a nice, uh, hopefully a better weekend than this one in terms of yeah. our, our footy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely got eyes on the Chelsea Man City. Um, I mean, that United Luton. Yeah. I feel like it, it could be a spicy one or Fantastic. United could wake up, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, everything else should be straightforward but it, i mean this week has showed us that <laughs> maybe it's not that way <laughs> nothing is simple yeah nothing. <laughs> um all right should we do our nominations here yeah I, it's pretty straightforward for me i, th- I think it's straightforward um yeah. doku is my player mm-hmm. easy player easy for you easy not for jackson me. with the hat trick <laughs> not <laughs> No, no, not, no, no, not even close. I almost wrote him down because he got the hat. Even I was like, I just, I don't feel like he earned it. <laughs> I didn't write anyone down, but Doku. No, it it was literally that kind of week. Like he was the only one that stood out. Yeah. So, uh, game, a little bit of a tough one for me, but I'm gonna go kind of. I, I don't know if I'm, if it's a zig or a zag, but. <laughs> Sheffield, Sheffield over Wolves, first Premier League win. Wolves yeah. again just beat City three weeks ago, and yes, their team is a little different then mm-hmm. to now, but first victory in the Premier League, I feel like you you get some flowers. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had them down. Um, I also put Brentford down just because they made that comeback. Um, yep. But I, I think that the Sheffield's win is probably more uh, impressive. Last minute PK, like that's there's some pressure yeah. there. There's yeah, some pressure. Yeah. Um, goal. There was a couple good goals this week. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think mine's Kudus. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> my other one in there. Um, mm. I even did. Yeah, Cole, good. I even did Cole Palmer PK. I don't know why. I love that PK, mm. man. Uh, it was nice. There's some as about as it. perfect as you can get, you know. You can't get much better than that. It reminded me, not so, it, just like shades of Virgil when he did it against Keppa. Mm. You know, like yeah. just like power shot hit the corner like perfectly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was nice. Yeah, uh, um, I put Chong down for the the Luton goal, mm-hmm. um, but that's more in like a team sense because sure. it was that great counter attack that yeah. I, it was that Liverpool esque counter right that like everyone flooding forward, pure speed, perfect pass. Too, did you see it? Yeah, see, it was it was all Liverpool DNA there, but um, you know the goal itself, it wasn't overly exciting. But um, I mean, it, it, context of that team, I guess, is what kind of. I mean, that was only their. Uh, God, how many goals have they scored? Tenth, tenth goal of the year. Uh, so it's ten percent of their efforts, is what you said. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, kudos for me. I, I think that goal is sick. I think I'm subbing him into my team maybe this week. Oh, I think I'm gonna spicy. do a little, I'm gonna do a little switchy roo here with uh, Matt Turner and Matoma. Am I crazy? Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, I'm gonna look at Odegaard too and kind of see what I need to do. But I want to just make sure yeah. I'm still getting. I don't like not having players getting points. Uh, since yeah. I had two players not get points this week and then Romero get negative five, Oosh. I'm like, okay, what do I do here? So <laughs> I got some options and I will, uh, you know, I'll make it work. Yeah. Um, Sac Republic news, take it away. Ah, oh, man. It was a, uh, it was a weird night. We, just weird weekend of footy in general. <laughs> I don't know what was in the air, <laughs> but, um, uh, Yeah. Phoenix Rising, uh, Western Conference Final, um, Sacks at home. In the league, Sack beat Phoenix 4-0 at home mm. and then lost 2-1 away. So, could have went either way, you know. It, it wasn't an open and shut case by any means. Um, but yeah, game started, Sack came out hot. There was a fight in the in the Tower Bridge supporters section. Whoa. So that was already weird. Energy was weird. Between, between supporters? <laughs> between supporters. From what I can gather is there was people in like the lower rows waving big flags. Okay. And the people behind them were getting upset that they were blocking their view. And I was like, you're in the supporter section. I don't know what you're... Yeah. You're not always going to see all the game. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. <laughs> Fair weather fans or something? Like just not... Yeah. Maybe. I mean... Game. I, they don't know what they're getting themselves You know, yeah. You, you get to this, this point where it's winter go home and... Um, you're definitely bringing in mm. fans that aren't used to it. So, um, yeah, I mean that's disappointing to see, and and frankly embarrassing. Like you're within your own supporters group, you're having this fight, and um, you know Phoenix had a, a handful of their fans there, so it's like just even more embarrassing now. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, weird energy, but um. You know, Sack was was playing well, looking good. Um, they got a goal, feeling good. Almost cried when they scored. <laughs> so you know, I, I was in it. I was I was on the ride. Then <laughs> um, yeah, second second half go in. Um, USL refs are. I mean, we talk about Premier League refs, but USL refs are just cut from different different fabric and uh hey man nai refs for college well they're up to eight 
right. they, they're probably maybe right above that. I don't I had, know. I had but... to talk to him after a game tonight, and I just wanted to ask him so many questions. I was like, all right, what, what happened here? But I couldn't do that. I had to be professional. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get it. They, uh, yeah. At every level, I hope they're not watching. At every level, they're uh, doing something just a little uh, hasty, a little different. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, calls were all over the place, mm. but that that's USL. That's you know nothing new for this game. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, one of the calls results in a a free kick, um, probably like twenty five yards out, and uh, Phoenix sends it in, and it's just like a weird scramble, and it ends up being an own goal off of. One of the Republic's defenders said, all right, we're 1-1 at like the 80th minute or something. So I was like, all right, well, you know, there's there's still time. And then even after that, there's, you know, extra time and penalty kicks if needed. So I was like, all right, we're in for a long night. Let's do this thing. Um, and then like 93rd minute or something, former Republic player, Emil Cuello, just hits it from top of the box, perfectly goes in. <laughs> um you know, that was the dagger, of course. Was that on the um, supporter side that he scored it? On the supporter side. Um, he knew. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And and then at that point, it's just like, you know, there's there's bad fans in, in, in any team. And, you know, unfortunately, people start throwing bottles uh, and beer cups and stuff. It's like, Jesus Christ, come on. Like, it's, again, another just embarrassing little point on the night um but yeah it, you know it ends there that's a 2-1 um that's it you know uh <laughs> a bummer of a night but you know i don't i don't often get a, a game around my birthday so i was pumped to get that yeah um, normally you know season ends uh mid-october and then mm-hmm. in recent years zach is pretty much either gone out first round or has just been away. Um, so got the birthday game, um, which is fun. You know, a win would have been nice. Would have been, would have been cool, but you know, can't have it all. <laughs> a true shit weekend of football. Yeah. yeah I don't, something in the, in the water, in the air. I don't know what it was. Some, something's going on. <laughs> you turned 31. Everyone went to, everything started dying yeah, around your chat. That was hell? it. You know, I don't got any more aches on bones or anything what in my heart though oh, yeah. breaking <laughs> the one true muscle that's hurting the most yes yes <laughs> well welcome yeah. to the club uh, uh you're, you. you're here to stay it yeah. doesn't get any easier from here <laughs> um so yeah tampa will not be ha- happening uh no. but hey always next year that's it always try next again year. We try and try again. All right, Chad. Episode 49. It's in the books. I'm exhausted. Monday yeah. evening. Can't wait Ooh. for next week. Episode 50. With that, the hooligans pitch. We are out. Peace. Peace.